This season is brought to you by our great friends at Bloomerang. At Bloomerang, their vision is to empower fundraisers to do what they love and build a world inspired by giving, which all starts with their mission and commitment to fundraisers, making fundraising easier, fostering authentic donor relationships, and creating thriving nonprofits. This episode is brought to you by MSP Cultivate. New challenges arrive on your desk every day. New trends in communications are popping up faster than you can follow them, and technology affects everything you do. Our friends at MSP Cultivate help you find the right strategy and execution to help you accomplish your most fundamental goal, engaging and connecting with your donors. To learn more, visit mspcultivate.com. From We Are For Good Studios, this is Fundraising is Funny. I'm Lynn Wester. And I'm Clay Buck. Every week, you can join us to share laughs and shocking case studies as we unpack the most ridiculous situations that happen within our sector. Because sometimes we just have to laugh at ourselves in order to learn. Laughter through tears is my favorite emotion. <laughs> this is the podcast, and we're your people. We've got you, friends. We've got snacks, too. Because here's the thing. We believe in the power of generosity to change the world. And something tells us you do, too. At the root of each of these stories is a serious ethical question, a system or a structure or a person that allowed it to happen, or an outdated practice that is just ready for disruption. Now, don't worry. All the names here have been changed to protect the innocent. But the stories we share are 100% real life in the world of nonprofit fundraising. Because, come on. Fundraising is funny. Okay, let's go. Clay. Lynn. Here we are again. Man. What's new? I hear that sometimes it snows in Vegas. <laughs> Little known fact, it does snow Pigs in Vegas. Fly. Sometimes. Yes. I'm just saying. Yes. I'm just it saying. Does. Sometimes weird stuff happens. Like I, that's what I love about about the work that we get to do, both as fundraisers and as consultants and former fundraisers, and is you know, we get to see different parts of the country and see different places and get to learn different things. Like it snows in Vegas, like uh, you know, gumbo is good. Gumbo is good. Yeah, all the things Never we get, right. you know, and we have colleagues and friends all over the country and get to learn different world. things about different all over the world. Hi, Canadian friends. How's your poutine? <laughs> I love cheese curds. Um, um, yeah. So Clay. But like so going we, to conferences in different yeah. places and meeting fundraisers from all over. When I go to conferences, yes, I have this tell thing. Me. Tell me. So pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, yes. I, I go to conferences. Yes. I go to a lot fewer than I used to. Same. But when I do go to conferences, I love to connect with people. Uh-huh. I'm huge on LinkedIn, you know. I'm yes. huge. On, I'm huge on LinkedIn. <laughs> That's like saying I'm huge at Taco Bell. Like. <laughs> What kind of flexes I'm huge on LinkedIn. What I meant is I enjoy using LinkedIn, the platform, and I love to connect with people after the conference. Yes. Because in the conference, like I'm speaking and then I'm adrenaline hits me and then I'm a puddle of, Mm -hmm. you know, slobbering mess. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes I hit the reception and well, those things, that's what this is. It's like being at a reception with people and getting to chit chat about what's funny. Exactly. So funny thing happens at conferences in that I love to get people's contact information. So they give Uh me their business cards. Okay. I know it's like old school, but it's not like you are have a QR code tattooed on your forehead. No, 
No. Um, Although I do have one in my phone that you can just scan my phone and get my contact information, but that's a whole other story. Lives in the future. <laughs> so as Clay is living in the future, other people are handing me their business cards. And when I get home or get to a stopping point, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to enter their contact information, my email, you know, make sure mm-hmm. they can connect. They get all the valuable resources on my website, donorrelations.com. Shameless. <laughs> Wow. Hey, some days you got to pay the bills. Wow. And so um, wow. <laughs> I have noticed. I'm sure there's a link to it on fundraisingisfunny.com. Not that that's happening at all at all. What, fundraisingisfunny.com? Did he say fundraisingisfunny.com? I said fundraisingisfunny.com. I think he did. I did. Uh, good job, Clay. Um, TCBfundraising.com as well. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just round it out, folks. Let's do it. All right. Um, so uh, they give me their business cards. And yes. nine times out of ten, bless their hearts, as we say in the bless South. Them. And it's not their fault, but our fundraising, our nonprofit business cards Uh have one thing on there that boggles my mind and one thing that's missing that boggles my mind. Tell me. There's usually a fax number, as in facsimile. Facsimile. As in to to send via a phone line a fax. Yeah, that. That one? Okay. Yeah. Either that was a that was a busy signal or a truck backing up. I'm not sure which. But it was terrifying for most people. <laughs> and also proof that I am absolutely tone deaf. So I hope you all enjoyed that, listeners. Facsimile machine. And then the thing that's missing? Yes. Cell phone. Okay, so you're telling me you sit, wait, hold on. Yes. It's 2023. You yep. get a business card. Now, are you saying like all of them or a lot of them? Are Nine fair out of ten. Nine out of ten still have a fax number. I mean... If I were going to Vegas when it was snowing and betting, because uh-huh. I, I mean, I'm not a gambler, but I like to gamble. Mm-hmm. I'd put money mm-hmm. on the fact that at least six out of 10 have really? a fax machine. Interesting. And I don't even know if some of our nonprofit employees ha- are old enough to have ever sent a fax. Our friend Julie here. Our friend Julie does. Never sent one. Never used a fax. Um, it's kind of like one time, one time in bank, no, one, not at bank camp, but one time I was teaching some students and they said to me, you keep saying, hang up the phone. Where are you hanging it? Nice. And I realized how old I was. Nice. And then I remember the kitchen phone with the really, really long cord that I used to hide in the hallway and talk to my quote unquote uh-huh. boyfriend yep. with. And that these people just slide to hang up their phones. I Okay. So keep talking. I'm listening because there's a word for this. Not electric slide, right. but other kinds of slides. So facsimile machines. Yes. I have not sent a fax for a fundraising purpose since, well, Prince was live, so. <laughs> oh. uh, well, I love Prince. Don't ever. Um, since the turn of the new millennium. Okay. Now, now, now in fairness, uh, I did work for an organization six or seven years ago. We had one board member. Uh, who insisted that we fax materials to fire them. that board member? Well, that's just absolutely ridiculous. I would love I to, mean, but you know, you're talking nine cents a page there, bud. But I don't think the point is fax machines, is it? It's not. Okay, it's not about the fax, and it's not about shaming nonprofits. No, not at all. It's about that we don't like change. We, you, and me. No, well, it's nonprofits. We don't like change, and I'm not talking about the coins in your pocket. No, there are many nonprofits that change live is off hard. Of that. I'm talking about change. The only constant in life is difficult. Uh huh. And so, therefore, we just keep doing the same thing over and over. I kind of liken it to imagine if you were in a forest and you had an axe and you had to chop down a tree. Uh huh. And 
after you keep chopping down the tree, your axe gets dull. Uh-huh. Right? But you don't sharpen your axe. You just keep hacking away. It's going to take you longer to do that, right? Because you refuse to look up and sharpen your axe. Well, it's kind of like it's kind of like you're tasked with chopping down half the forest to clear the forest, and you have an axe, um, but there's a perfectly good chainsaw oh, over here. That requires just, gasoline. Right, it requires gasoline. You'd have to learn What's how to work it. You need safety goggles, oh. right? So you just keep using the axe. Over. And over. And Without kind of looking at how is that impacting me? It's making me more tired, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It's taking longer versus if I invested the time in. Learning how to chainsaw. Exactly. Right. You would also be in a horror movie soon. So that is fun. Yes. Um, I don't watch horror movies because I'm a scaredy cat. So. so did you find that word that you were looking for in your I depth d- of vocabulary? I did. I did. So mm-hmm. the word is Skeuomorphism. Spell that, please. Oh, dear goodness gracious. <laughs> Let me get my glasses. This is script spelling B and clay uh, is in round 72. S-K-E-U. Ding. Oh, sorry. I just want to see if you. S-K-E-U-O-M-O-R-P-H-I-S-M. Skeuomorphism. A skeuomorph is a physical ornament or design on an object made to resemble another material or technique. In other words, speaking of hanging up the phone, if you were to look at your mobile device now, you would see that the phone symbol is still a handset. It is. Yes. Like the Google logo is still an envelope. Ah, as if mail comes in the mail. But your colleagues who said, what do you mean hang up the phone, have never hung up a phone handset. Uh And yet, we're still using the symbol of a phone with the earpiece and and that's a skeuomorph. Isn't that interesting? Fundraising is nerdy, not funny. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, I thought it was so, Oh, it's wonderful. I'm so glad that we have skewomorphs-isms. All right. I won't bring up anything interesting for the rest of the day. I have something more interesting. Tell me. Than skewomorphs. Tell me. So did you remember what I said was missing from the business card? Um, yes. Now, I personally have never seen a business card without a mobile number on it. Well, you're fancy. I don't know about that. I probably don't get as many as you do, though. I gets the cards. You do. You do. I'm a card collector. <laughs> but I think it brings up the question, why? You missed my joke. I got card collector. Yeah. Oh, you just didn't think it was funny. I was trying to move on, but here we yeah. are, and now it's awkward for everybody. Well, why don't we text our donors more? What is our problem? Well, now. Okay. What, I mean. I mean, are you legit asking me? Or Legit asking anybody. Why have we not embraced the technology? Text as a channel. Yeah. We embraced email as a channel. Now it was slow. And some of us still haven't figured out that email is not a letter cut and pasted into an email. Correct. With a greeting and a salutation and a dear and a cheers. Oh, now, and a- see, this is what's so great, right? This is what's so great about this discussion is mm. there are a few key points where you and I do disagree on things. Mm-hmm. And I, the point there is, at least in my mind, is, right, know what works for your audience, know what your organization, and know the data behind it. Because you mm-hmm. and I could sit here and quote data at each other all day of studies <laughs> that support our opinions, right? But then there are things that, you know, what aren't we embracing? What should we be embracing? What, why are we putting, why are we still holding on to fax numbers? Why are we still holding on to, Old, why are we still holding on to our axes when there's a perfectly good chainsaw? Why is there a field in our database for fax number and not Twitter handle or Instagram handle? 
Fair point. Just curious. Fair I mean, our point. databases haven't exactly caught up to us. But if you want to talk about technology that hasn't caught up to us, like, hello, Microsoft Excel. Um, you've known about the fact that zip <laughs> codes, zeros. zip codes with leading <sighs> zeros. Those of you in Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont, oh, you put your data in there. You're hurting me. I know. You're causing it, me physical pain. Yeah, and it just drops them as in, yeah. you're not important. So I'm going to shorten you to four and screw up your whole freaking mailing. Yep. Because in the 35 billion years that Microsoft Excel has been around, adapt is not their word. They're like, you better figure it out. Well, you don't have to adapt to, to excel at something. Oh, God. There he goes with the nerd jokes again. But let's talk about, so, so Excel hasn't adapted. Why should we adapt and text our donors? We really need to cover this. But first, we're thinking about you excelling makes me need a break. Yes. So let's take one. Hey, Lynn. Hey, Clay. Guess what time it is? Uh, snack time? It's, you know, it's always snack time. It's recognition time, and it's time for us to share some recognition for our good, good friends at Bloomerang. That's Bloomerang, not Boomerang, because ow. But, uh, we love these folks, and they love us, and it's just a mutual love society, and Bloomerang offers donor management and online fundraising software uh, that really helps small to medium nonprofits like First Tee of Greater Akron, which is um, a, an amazing nonprofit that empowers kids and teens through the game of golf. Speaking of golf, their executive director, Josh, talks about how much he loves Bloomerang and how it saves them time and has really helped them change the way they fundraise. So to listen to the full interview with First Tee of Greater Akron, visit bloomerang.com forward slash funny, or you can just click the link in the show notes and help us join the Mutual Admiration Society for the platform that is Bloomerang. How was your break? I had some root beer. Um, I had something wrapped in cellophane. Oh, here he goes again, people. Mr. Can we go? No, 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 no. Clay? I'm listening. Sometimes you're just going to have to behave. So cell phones. Why yes. have we not, as nonprofit professionals, embraced text as a channel? So we have channels. We have direct mail. Mm -hmm. We have email. Mm -hmm. We have social media. Mm -hmm. We have phone calls, like where you actually, actually use the phone as a phone. phone yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, let's not forget virtual now. We need to, yep. we really need Zoom. to be talking about virtual. We have face to face. Zoom, FaceTime, face to, yeah, face to face is a channel. Right? Yep. Like, why are nonprofits like, I mean, I know what I've heard at conferences. What yeah. have you heard about, I don't want to text my donor. The main, uh, at least in my world, right? And, and again, I focus more on individual giving, particularly at the low and the mid range. Of the, the introductory pyramid, of the pyramid, uh, still with the vocabulary. Nobody walks around going, "I'm a low end donor," right? But that's, that's what a, I aspire to be oh, someday. Someday I want to be a mid range. Um, one day, someday I, we'll tackle that. One day I'm going to be a vice principal gift donor <laughs> instead of a principal gift donor. You know what I want to do tonight? I want to sit down and plan my giving. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's what I thought about. Yeah. We'll talk about that another time. I do I do think there is still confusion and concern 
on the actual legalities of opt-in and usage and et cetera. Educate yourself. It's not that hard, right? But what I've heard is, yes. well, texting seems so invasive. And I'm like. Doesn't bother the political candidates, now does it? Hello, Duty Hoffner. Like, Duty Hoffner. That's my word for doodlehead. <laughs> um, I think that texting is less invasive. You have my home address. Sure. You can literally do a virtual tour thanks to Redfin and Zillow <laughs> and be like, oh, I don't like the bathroom soap she's chosen. <laughs> right? But my cell phone number? Well, and what I love is... I know, can oh, unsubscribe. I don't want to do that. That might be invasive. And then, you know, like you look online and people are sharing very intimate uh, l- levels of themselves. I do think that there is some valid... Right, an appropriate concern in understanding well, we what options. Absolutely, Everybody but be respectful. Gathering opt-ins, getting permissions, but like all of that yeah. is, it's built into our programs now. It's relatively standard, and it's easy to do. What is so intrusive, also, about me being like, "Hey, Clay, I saw this beautiful rainbow over the campus today, and I wanted to send it to right. you." Exactly, Clay. Exactly. You know, your mother would have loved the roses in our rose garden today. We're thinking of her and the wonderful legacy your family has. Well, isn't it because we're still afraid to ask? Well, yeah. I mean, If we see the uh, ask as intrusive, no matter what channel we use, we're always going to think we're bothered. Well, that somebody. makes me think of another podcast for us about surveying our donors and why we don't do yeah. it. Yeah. I can't. Oh, that's going to be a barn burner, folks. But if we think of any of our communications, I don't want to mail them, right? I don't want to overmail. I don't want to over I don't want you to overmail me well, either. Good. I'm then, single. Then let me give you an opt-in <laughs> so you can choose what communications you want to receive and awesome. let me manage to that. My behavior shows you that. Of course. If I give for the last five years online, you sending me an envelope in the mail probably isn't going to inspire me the way a postcard with a QR code might. This is one area where you and I have different experiences. Ooh, ooh, fight, fight. No. Well, yeah. I mean, we don't know what's prompting the online giving. Maybe you're giving online because you're getting the piece of mail. Until I have talked to you, right? Until I have talked to you and you have said, please do not send me mail. Send me email only or don't solicit me. I'll give online. Dear nonprofits, please. This is Lynn Marie Wester. Do not ever... Send me an envelope in the mail. I don't own a check. Right? So. Don't even have a checkbook. Not even the ones with Betty Boop or cats playing on them that I thought I would have as an adult. Remember that? And you were like, I can't wait to be an adult so I can have checks with Betty Boop on them. And my fax number, which is where we started. Right. Full circle moment there, Clay. So, So all this to say that change is hard and we acknowledge that. Right. And it's funny sometimes the things we hold on to. It is. It is. The, it's funny. It is. You know, we have online auction software for our um, auction yep. events. We have, we sign our gift agreements with digital, you know, DocuSign and I can buy a whole house. Yep. Right. And a whole car, a whole car, not just half a car, but a whole car online. But I go and try to do something to it with a nonprofit sometimes and you're like, oh, I got to send a fax. I've got to send a fax. The only number I've got exactly. here is a fax number, so let me. <laughs> the price is wrong, Bob. <laughs> the price is wrong. All right, so what's the takeaway for our friends that are, you so know, we, hey, wait a minute. I still have a fax number on my business card. <laughs> yeah, punchline here is I think once a year or so, take time to sharpen your axe. Axe. Take time to sharpen your axe. Look at the forest and say, what are we doing today? that we've been doing for a long time that I don't know if it makes sense or not. 
you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna extend your metaphor if I could, and either say get a chainsaw, either say right, take stock, and maybe it's time for me to learn the chainsaw, or even better, maybe it's just time to prune the forest oh. and nurture the forest as it is. Oh, slash and burn? No, no, just nurture it. Just nurture it. Give it a little love. Maybe the trees are right where they're supposed to be. But. Oh, sorry. They're like chainsaw noise. <laughs> the chainsaw noise. But, and, right? And it's time to shake things up. So. Look at the things that you're holding on to that you may not need anymore. And so many things we got rid of in the in the pandemic. Yeah. And the pandemic for many people is still going on. So I want to be respectful of that. Sure. It's now endemic almost. But what did you let go of that you never thought you would let go of before? You know, bathing, you know, all kinds of fun things, right? You can't smell me through the Zoom. But um, we both bathe today, by the way, in case you were wondering. Um, in fact, regularly, sometimes more than daily. But anyway. Right. Um, all this to say is change isn't always bad. Change isn't always bad. And, you know, we have an opportunity to share with each other. So we'd love to hear from you all. We love Absolutely. to hear from you at fundraisingisfunny.com. Yep. And... Apparently, Lynn is big on LinkedIn, too. So. Yeah, I mean, feel free to connect there. <laughs> big on LinkedIn. I don't know what that means. Um, but like, what what is the thing that you would love if your nonprofit would change? One tiny change, like something really simple. Yeah. Maybe it's that, you know, you print all your thank you letters and mail them in the mail, even though we've been accepting email now for, you know, or your tax receipts, for example, don't have to be mailed. The IRS has accepted them in the United States since 1993 online. Yeah. And you can't file your taxes through the mail anymore. You can't file. Let's file that away. It's all digital uh, now. Yeah. So what is the thing that your nonprofit won't give up? What's the tradition that's become mired instead of steeped? What's, what's the change that you want to make? We'd love to hear from you. You can submit it to us at fundraisingisfunny.com. And what kind of funny story do you have about maybe yeah. where somebody said, you're going to make that change and then and, and something bad's going to happen and nothing ever happened where you were over-concerned about something and it didn't, didn't work out or it worked out and you were like, see? Yep. Wasn't so scary. And on that note, on that note. we'll talk to you later. <laughs>